What's going on, guys, and welcome to the Altered Podcast. It is once again Daniel Hamilton along with my good friend Matt Brown. Uh, I feel like I ask the same question the same way every week, but I'll ask it again. Matt, how are we doing today? <laughs> I do the same thing whenever I'm starting it out. Like, hey, um, what's going on? See, I'm always so bad at introductions, and it's right. always like, what do I say to get the ball rolling? Yeah. Um, but as far to answer to your question, I, I am doing actually really well today. Um been kind of a slow day in my work day, but you know, it's been it's been pretty good. Nothing to complain about. I woke up from a l- good nap before this podcast, so I'm I'm Gucci. Ooh, love to what about see you? It. Can't complain. Uh, the weather's been a little um dreary today, just a lot of rain. Um so you know, just kind of dealing with that, but I would like to think that spring is like coming. Like we're getting to have like a series of like really warm days, so that's <laughs> right. Pretty encouraging, right? Exactly, exactly. It's encouraging for now, um, but you know I'm not putting all my eggs in one basket. Um, anything new, man? And anything new in the uh, in in the world of of Matt that I should know about? Um. Nothing necessarily new. So at the time I'm recording this, I am uh, I- I'm speaking this coming Sunday at my church. Um, okay. And so by the time this drops, it would have been I guess last Sunday that I spoke. So you probably could already view that. Um, but nope. the uh, I'm a little nervous because this is uh, probably the most vulnerable message I've ever done. It, essentially, it's like I feel like the Lord's leading me to share like my story, but like. Not just my, oh yeah, you know, I was lost, now I'm found, which is awesome story, but it's like mm-hmm. the unfiltered, raw, like the deepest corners of my heart type story. And so I'm a little nervous. I actually don't have any notes planned for this, um, which is the first time I've ever done that too. So it's mm. it's going to be a bit of a challenge because um, my, my uh, I don't even know what you would call it, but my sense of wanting to be prepared and ready uh, is is screaming at me right now. But sure. It's what I feel like the Lord's leading me to do, and so um, it's that, that's the only thing really new that's going on. My life is not, I mean, this is going to sound super weird, but like my life's not incredibly interesting by most people's standards. It's pretty normal and basic. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been, been good, though. Cool. Well, one thing I will say, and I can't remember who this came from, what pastor, um, but something he said that really stuck with me when it came to sharing stories intentionally, especially ones that are about yourself and talking about being vulnerable. Um, and it, it really, it always stuck with me and it's that people will be impressed by your strengths, but they'll connect through your weaknesses. Um, yeah. and that's always stuck with me because I, I know like sometimes whenever we, we speak, like I like to kind of talk about like great things that I've done or, or things that I'm really, really good at, you know, things like that. And people might be impressed by that. Like, yeah, he's, he's got it going on or, uh, this guy is really, really talented in this area. Um, but I have found in my life in ministry, especially youth ministry, you really want to connect with a team, let them know about what you've, what you've had to go through, uh, and the way you can, can, connect with people it will it just it's night and day um so that's that's what i would say and just definitely don't be afraid to share that because uh, so there's gonna be someone there uh thoroughly pentecostal there'll be someone there as we going through something uh, <laughs> right, but there'll be right. someone there that can def- definitely you know 
uh, has been in your shoes to a certain extent and, um, they'll be encouraged. And that's what we, you know, that's what we try to do is people who are in ministry. We want to inspire and encourage people, um, and show them Jesus. So I've, I've got no doubt and I'm really excited to listen to it, honestly. So I'll definitely be tuning in. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's, um, really, so I'll give a little, I I would say teaser, but by the time this releases, it would have already happened. Um, (laughs) but to, to, you know, brief, 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 brief synopsis is like the, the the title of it is called the silver medal. Um, because I felt, you know, most of my life I've, I had always felt like, you know, the one who was like the second best, like it was always somebody in front of me that people like wanted to talk to, wanted to engage with. But I was like, you know, if the other person wasn't around it's like, Oh, okay, well we got Matt here. You know, I've always Mm. felt like the afterthought, um, sure. And so it's really going to lean heavy into that and, you know, you know, how I battled with, uh, depression and stuff. And it's, it's going to be raw and, uh, probably going to cry a lot during that message, but you know, I, I but I appreciate the encouraging words that I, that's the one, if honestly, if one person can get something from it, then I, I it is good for me. Or even if no, like nobody at all gets anything, maybe it's, maybe the Lord's doing this for me. Like there's some freedom in just sharing my, I've never like ever, ever have I shared my story like to its fullest extent. And so it's going to be, hmm. it's going to be tough, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited though. It's going to be, I'm excited yet nervous because I'm excited yeah. because I'm ready just to like, it's like I'm waiting to get something off my chest, but it's, uh, also a little bit nervous because you know it's your story it's like you're it's like you're exposing your full self to everybody so sure for sure yeah i totally get that and you just you want some sort of like response to know that like people are are are, are getting something from it yeah uh, or at least for me like I, i'm not like a big amen preacher like i can preach and like not hear amen and be totally fine like i don't have to yell at people to really feel like i'm getting getting a point across uh, but I want to know somehow whether it's someone walking up and say, "Dude, like I really like what you said. Like that really got me thinking." Uh, you want to you want to see something, right? To know yeah, that for sure. you're not just doing it for just to be doing it. Exactly. Um, but yeah, no, I, I totally get that. I'll never forget one <laughs> one of my first sermons I ever preached. Um, I was um, it, it was back in the day when I didn't have an iPad, so I used like typed out notes. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm I'm saying that like typed out notes is like a bad thing. It's it's really not. But like I, ever since I've been like um, an adult, I've always used like an iPad or a Mac like to to speak from. Yeah, um, yeah. And so back when I like would use typed out notes, there was one time I was preaching, and I I don't get you know um, it, t- it takes a lot to really get me frazzled. But it was one of my first time I was preaching, and like my notes got mixed up, and then like there was this fan above where like I was preaching. And like it, like it shot all my notes onto the ground, and so I had to pick it up while I was preaching, and I got lost, and I was nervous, I was stuttering the entire. I wish I had a clip or uh, like a video of it. Um, and I'll never forget. Man. I'll never forget. Like after my sermon, walking back to sit down, feeling so defeated. <laughs> the guy right. was like, the guy was like, well, you know, he said some people, you know, that's just not our calling. And I'm like, dude, the nerve <laughs> no! on this guy. He didn't come out and say it straight, like straight up like that, but like he definitely like walked around it, saying, oh, you know, he did a great job, and he, I just encourage you guys. But you know, sometimes that's just not our calling. I'm like, okay, yep, I, I get what you're saying here. Uh, so. You know, it, hopefully that doesn't happen. You know, I uh, n- nothing crazy like that. <laughs> but I, I know what it's like to feel like it's like, dude, why? Why? Like, what in the world just happened? 
Oh, dude, there's there is nothing on earth that is ever gonna top my first time preaching in terms of embarrassment ever, ever, ever. So I, so just I'll, I'll make it brief. I was asked. This was back when I was a soft freshman or sophomore in high school. I was dating a girl from a small, small, small church. And they were having a youth gathering, and I was the keynote speaker. And it was the only—I was the only—I never spoke before, like publicly about, you know, never gave a full sermon. I've given like you know testimony and stuff like that, but never like a full story. Yeah. I mean, a full uh, sermon. But um, so when I got, I had practiced ahead of time for days on end, and I practiced like trying to get my posture and stuff right. So I would practice with a pretend microphone in my hand, all that good stuff. Yeah. Um. When I got to the church, I realized that there was like three people. I'm not even exaggerating. There were three people other than like a few friends that showed up just because I was there. But like as far as people I'd never met, it was three people. Mm. And so when I started hearing myself through the microphone, I was like, I don't like the way this sounds. There's only three people here. I'm just going to remove the mic, give it back to the, the pastor, and we'll just do this totally off the books. Um, sure. And so I did that. But the problem is, is I realized by the end of my message that the entirety of the sermon, I held a pretend microphone. <laughs> the entire sermon. And didn't even realize it until I did the prayer at the end, and I looked down and I saw my hand, and it, my heart went to my stomach. I was like, oh Dude. my gosh. And people knew too. Like I asked them afterwards if they knew it. They're like, yeah, but it was your first time. You did great. And I was like, <laughs> but I was holding a pretend microphone the entire sermon. Oh, I was so embarrassed. Oh, but like, man. It can't get any worse than that, in my opinion, because like, oh, as far as like me feeling embarrassed, mm-hmm. every time that I get nervous about anything, I just think about that moment, and I'm like, it can't be that. So I, it, it'll be at least better than that. <laughs> yeah. Well, let me ask you this: What was your first ever sermon about? Because I, I remember mine, and I, it's so cringy. <laughs> mine is too. <laughs> yeah. So you go first, because it, it might be like around the same like topic. I called it monsters. And it was, uh, so in my head, and it, I didn't do this for the message, but I had planned to do Monster by Skillet, like have it play as part of the I sermon. knew it was coming. Um, I knew it was coming. But um, in the message, I essentially talked about how like addiction is a monster. And if okay. you feed the monster, it'll grow. And it wasn't that it was like bad necessarily in content, but it was just kind of cringe how I talked about this monster. It was yeah. just weird. But yeah, that was my first topic. That's awesome. So mine, (laughs) the skillet thing. Uh, So my first sermon was about end times. I swear (laughs) on my mama, dude. Yes. Yes. It was about end times. So what had happened was I I found, um, (laughs) I can't believe I did this. I found like a clip and it's like an OG clip. So like it's a a clip of like, um, it has like all these different like frames of like war and like terrorist attacks and like i'm being serious like famine and then it cuts to like this other scene where this uh pastor's like preaching he's like the lord can come back tomorrow he can come back tonight or he can even come back right now and then like when he says now there's like a bolt of like lightning that you hear outside and then like everyone's like gone and there's people left inside the service and they're like crying and like they're starting to pray (laughs) i showed that video and like I 
really felt like I did something because like people like <laughs> listen I freaked the youth group like I freaked the youth group out they were so scared I'm like this I have them right where I want them and so I started oh, I started no. to talk about you know uh, how you know the Lord's coming back I use scripture uh, from Revelation obviously and um, and then I closed it with like talking about um, I, so here's the other thing too I had like the room completely like blacked out and so like. Uh, whenever I was preaching, it was completely black. And I talked about how, like, we live in darkness for so long. I I, I stole it from someone. I just remember who I stole it from. But I talked about living in darkness and how when you live in darkness for so long, like, you just get used to it. And so, like, whenever you are living in darkness, like, you, you see things, like, it's hard to explain. Like, whenever you're in the dark for so long, you can actually see, like, what's going on. You know what I mean? Because yeah, your eyes yeah. get adjusted to it. And I just relay that to our, like, your, our spiritual life. Once you are, like, <laughs> living on the dark side for so long, <laughs> you're, you're, like, your, your life just becomes used to, to that. And and then I had like this big flashlight, and I said, "But the I, I don't know, like the, the Lord of Light or something." I use something like really corny and nerdy. Um, <laughs> and like I said, dude, I literally I had like there was like fifteen kids that got saved that night, uh, and like uh, inc- I got saved that night. Like literally, it was, it was insane. <laughs> I scared myself. Uh, but that was my first ever sermon, and it's so cringy to think that like now I would never <laughs> the things that I would I did when I was younger I would never do now, and like it, oh, it pains yeah. me to see what 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 I used to do. It's just it's crazy. Do you remember the video back in the day that came out called "A Letter from Hell"? Yes, dude. I re- so that was the one that got me in terms of scaring me to death. It wasn't even the one where people disappeared in the church because, like, you know, that one I kind of I've honestly even when I believe the rapture, like I kind of never really believed it uh, that much in yeah. terms of like that kind of aspect of it because it's like I, I don't know the left behind stuff kind of seemed a little cheesy to me. But um, <laughs> but the letter from hell part actually because it was like from the for those who don't know, it was like a, a guy who's writing to his friend about how he was never witnessed to and how uh, he was describing his journey into hell. And yeah. it had like fire and music in the background. And it was like, it was, it's act like, I'm not going to link it in this podcast. Please. Don't, I don't recommend watching it. It's, it's actually, it, 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 it I mean, I, I guess if people really want to look it up, they can. Right. But um, it probably, if I look, if I listen to it today, it probably would be more humorous than it was scary. Yeah. But, um, I got showed that at a. Uh, it was like a, it was during a Sunday morning, like Sunday school, is when I was showed that video. Dang, that's heavy for morning. Jesus yeah, Christ. and so I remember watching. And I'm like, what the heck is this? And I, but I thought it was so powerful that oh, I'm really going to show my age here. That I took, <laughs> I found the link and I shared it on my MySpace for people. <laughs> that, that's how that's how long ago it was. It was, it was shared on MySpace. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that video was uh, it was scary, scary because like the the guy would whisper like during the quiet parts, and then whenever he got thrown in, he started screaming like, "I wish you would have told me about Gina!" Yes. And then it goes to the yes. guy in heaven, and he's like, "You never listened to me," and he's like, <laughs> "I was like, bro." <laughs> um, but it was uh, I, I don't know. It was um. It was an interesting video, but that was the. Whenever you said that, it made me think of that because like that was the one that scarred me, and 
to this day, like I'm now that I'm saying this after this is this podcast recording is over, I'm probably gonna go watch it again just out of curiosity. I've already pulled it up. It. Yeah, it's, it's huge for me to watch when this podcast is over. So yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. But yeah, anyway. Yeah, no, I feel that. But it's just it's just crazy how 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 things change, how how you change. Uh, one one thing that I never really quite understood uh, was like the idea of like suffering, like being a believer and like. What does it mean when you're when you're suffering in life, like going through certain things? Uh, you know, we ask the questions like, "Why me? Why am I going through this now? What is God doing?" Um, and maybe suffering is not the right right word, but I think it's the most recognized when it comes like to uh, biblical ideas and perspectives. Um, and I'm just curious as to like kind of what your take is because we, we've not talked about suffering at all. I don't think on any of our of our podcast, uh, but it, it's definitely something biblical that we do go through at some point. Um, sometimes I think that the church does a bad job in explaining that, like, yeah, our God is a God of love. He's a God uh, who wants to take care of His children, and you know, He wants us to. Uh, really understand who he is in our in our life, in our mind, in our will, in our emotions. Uh, but there's some things that we have to go through, and we ask the cosmic question of of, of why? Why is God doing that? Uh, so I want to ask you the question, Matt. How would you define the word suffering um, in terms of like our our spiritual walk and things that we go through? Yeah, man, that is the question. What man? Suffering has been something that uh, I I will say I, I've heard a lot of conversations about it, especially from like theologians. They argue this idea all the time. Does God make us suffer? Does God uh, walk with us through suffering? Does He try to get us to avoid suffering? And then all the scriptures that talk about suffering, um, it is a tough question to answer. Like what exactly suffering is? Uh, so the Honestly, the best answer that I can think to give is is to think about the context of of Scripture. So, like if for the New Testament, for example, all of the apostles and disciples, really the early Christians, all had to suffer for Christ. And what suffering meant for them, yes, it ultimately meant death, but it also meant living in a culture that completely rejected mostly what they were preaching. Yes, it was exploding in terms of the gospel being spread, but they still like they were rejected by everyone, and so especially leadership, like they were on the run. I mean, especially Paul. If you read any of like his epistles, there he's always on the run. Um, and so suffering. The best way that I can think to describe suffering is essentially we walking with Jesus, carrying that kingdom with Jesus. Well, he's carrying the kingdom, but us being ambassadors of the kingdom in a world that seems to reject it and having to deal with that level of rejection and suffering. Um, and then there's another aspect of it, too, like the idea of going through suffering in the sense of, like, you know, hard times, quote-unquote, like financial suffering or whatever. Um, and things like that, I think you could you could pull the card of, you know, we, we live in a world that that because of our rejection of Jesus, because of the world's constant denial of, of the kingdom of God, the result is is just everything not going as planned because I think that so I, I think we can see this all the way back even in the Garden of Eden like 
Eve had a decision. Do I either trust God that I have everything I need in him, or do I take things into my own hands and take a bite of something that I know I don't need, but I want because I want to be the one that's God. I want to be the center of attention, the one on the throne. And the result was, is that, you know, now she had all these other things to worry about. She was, she now saw her nakedness. They, you know, they were sent out of the garden. They were now having to, uh, you know, child labor pains and all this stuff that they mentioned in the scripture. I mean, you could go however you want to go with that. But I think that throughout scripture, you see the reason that people went through suffering was because we lived in a world that was seeming, seemingly rejecting God more and more which I think that right now, personally, I believe that's being turned the other way. But as we still live in this world that we're trying to bring the gospel to, when things don't go as planned, like I think a lot of that can be credited to the world groaning, wanting the sons and daughters of God to be manifest in the earth, but the earth still rejecting that as far as like the people. And so that's I know that's really not a direct answer, <laughs> just because it is really tough to define what suffering is, uh, in my opinion. So, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I totally get that. And I, I like your response. And it kind of goes back to a podcast we did when we talked about, you know, what is hell? Um, and you had a really good response. Is hell is basically when there's like an absence of, of Jesus. When, like when we're without Jesus, that's literally like it's hell on earth. Yep, I think exactly. it's it's kind of similar to to, to suffering. Um, you know, whenever there's an absence or a rejection, rather of of who he is and what he's done for us. Um, you know, living in a in a in a fallen world or culture or society, um, it can definitely. That's one of the reasons why we why why we do suffer. It's just kind of it's if you it's kind of the boat we've put ourselves in to to some extent. Um. I do think that um, sometimes we suffer uh, because of things that we do and things that we put ourselves in. Um, and, you, you know, like the, the classic scripture, you know, we reap what we sow. And I'm not saying, uh, it, I thought it was a balance. I, I'm not saying that there is just this smiteful God who is just waiting on you to mess up at around every every turn, every corner. And he's just like, I, I got him. You know, like that <laughs> meme, like, <laughs> Boys, we got them. Ah, yeah, right. You know, uh, that's where my mind goes. But uh, you know, I don't view God like that. But there is some there, there there's something to be said when there is. I, I just there there's some things that we do bring upon ourselves, and I'm not saying that God doesn't love us, that he doesn't have mercy for us or grace. Um, but I also feel like. There is sometimes we we are just undeniably like ignorant on things, and we and we know we know better. You know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. and it's there's just a result of us doing that over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Um, so I feel like part of it can like we can definitely bring it upon ourselves. Um, and then I feel like having said those two things. I feel like there's sometimes that we suffer because God is trying to show us something or prepare us for something. What are your thoughts on that? Um, man, that's that's good. Um, that's a tough question too. Man, you're hitting me with the uh, the really tough ones tonight. Yeah, uh, man. So there is there is this place of so so there is this wilderness 
life that I think that the Lord calls us to that sometimes can be labeled as suffering. Um, so like, think about what happened with Jesus. Like Jesus got baptized. You have the, the super awesome scene of this is my son whom I love and him I am well pleased. This great commission, if you will, of Jesus into the world. And what happens literally the next part of the Bible? He gets brought into the wilderness to be tempted. Mm-hmm. Like the, and it says that the Spirit led him into the wilderness to be tempted. And right. that, what do you do with that? And so there's a, <laughs> it, it's, it, it, it's, a, it's a mind blowing thing. Um, but one thing, so I listened to a lot of Damon Thompson, um, especially recently. There's, he's kind of like my, um, like he's probably the only person in like the Pentecostal realm that I still like hardcore listen to. Um, not that anything's wrong with the other ones. It's just like, I don't have time to listen to every single person out there. But anyways, um, he does these things called wilderness societies and he'll, they're they're like basically leadership talks for pastors. And his argument is that yes, you know, the wilderness does feel like suffering, but what it really is, is it's the Lord wooing you or it's more his jealousy that's bringing you to the wilderness than it is his desire to see you suffer. Um, and so I, I do believe that there is a level of testing your faith and things like that. The Lord, you know, brings you through a season to essentially say, here's the state of your heart. Um, but I don't think that the, so I also don't think though that the Lord is like purposefully making bad things happen to you. But I think that he's using those things that happen in your life through just, you know, it's life. Everybody has things that happen in life. I think that he uses those things those levels of suffering to teach you. I just don't think that the Lord's like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to give them <laughs> cancer. You know, like, sure. I don't think that, I don't think God's doing that. Um, sure. But I do believe that sometimes, and this is a, more of a philosophical discussion because this isn't really in scripture, but I do believe that the Lord does allow certain things to happen in his omniscience, yes. knowing that he, like knowing the end result. I think that he's like, you know, I, this is obviously going to be painful for them, but on the other side of this, there's freedom. I mean, think about what David says in Psalm 23. Like, mm-hmm. even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Why? For you are with me. Right. Like, he's walking with us through the valley of the shadow of death. I don't think that he's necessarily taking us and saying, hey, I'm going to force you. In. Well, I mean, again, this is a philosophical discussion. There's many different turns you can go with this. But I don't think that he's saying, I'm going to make sure that you suffer in order to teach you. I think that he's just using the suffering that we encounter in that way. I just think that sometimes we label certain things as suffering. Man, it's got me on a rabbit trail now. I think that there's uh, some things that we label as suffering that may not actually be suffering. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more privilege. And so I, I heard, I did an interview with Marty Solomon on uh, my church podcast. And one of the things that we talked about um he essentially said that like in America, for example, we have so much privilege as, as just Americans. It, it don't matter wh- where you're at in America. Like we, for example, we have the freedom of religion. We can, we can practice whatever religion we want to practice here. That's a privilege. We can, we can worship God however we want to here and nobody can like arrest us for it. But the moment that we start to see some of our privileges taken away, then we start saying God is putting me through suffering when maybe what's actually happening is is the world is coming face to face with God and they're trying their best to reject it, but the Lord's trying to bring them into that place of like jealousy and love. And so it's man, the that question is super complex, but um Yeah. 
I don't think, I do think the Lord allows things to happen. I'm, I'm restating what I said before, but I think the Lord allows things to happen. I just, I don't think that the Lord is like grabbing a ball of sickness and throwing it at you saying, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens. We'll test their faith. I, I just think sure. that the Lord is walking with us in our suffering that we encounter, whether we acknowledge it or not, he's walking with us through what we go through. I completely agree. And I think there was a point in my life where I perceived God in a way of like, yep, we're going to get him here. You know, we're, we're going to, we're going to throw this at him. Like, like I, I, and it's usually I I'm suffering or I'm, or I'm going through something like this because God is punishing me for like something I've done or something, you know, it, it's, it's very much so like, um, the, the theology of like, of like this, this wrathful God who, like I said, is just out to get you. Um, and so I, I love what you said. It's not so much that he's just, um, throwing these things at you. He's, he's allowing certain things to happen because he knows, and we've talked about the wonder of God. There's just things that we'll never know on this side, but, but, but he knows, and we have to trust in the one who does know in all things. And I think for some people that that's hard to do because we live in a time where we really want to know the reason why. Yeah, and we're, we're we're passionate about finding the truth in all things, and not that that's a bad thing. Listen, I'm I'm all for it. I'm all for you know finding truth and 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 learning things about you know why we go through what we do or why we do what we do. Like I, I totally get it. Um, and so I think that the best way to kind of combat this idea of suffering, mm-hmm. you know, I you you definitely know when you're in a season. Uh, of suffering or hardship, whatever, whatever you want to call it. You definitely know when you're season of it uh, because you're uncomfortable and things yeah. are happening that are out of your control. Um, and so I have some things to, um, some questions, some guiding questions that can kind of help us um, consider what we're going through at, the, at this point in time. And the first one that I want to ask and this is for myself and for anyone listening that might be going through something or you're struggling with something the first question that i want to ask is how am i responding to this truly how is my attitude towards what i'm about to go through or or what i'm going through right now and you have to be really honest with, with yourself you know there's in, in the book of Second Corinthians, there's a chapter where Paul is boasting about his his sufferings mm-hmm. because he knows that whatever God's allowing, he is going to take pride that God is trying to show him something or, or, or bring him through something um, and that he's just going to be better because of it. And so our my first question is, how are we responding? Because I feel like a lot of the time, uh, especially when, it, when, it, when it's things that are, are very, most times very frustrating— is to ask the question, God, why are you doing this? And it's so, so easy to get bit, uh, to get bitter. It's so yeah. easy to get bitter. And so the, the the first question is, how am I responding to it? Because at the end of the day, our response should be, Lord, I trust you. Lord, you have something great for me. Don't know what that looks like or how the process is going to be getting there, but I, I trust that you hold my future and, and you know exactly what I need. Yeah, for sure. And I think that that starts with a place of recognizing that no matter what you're going through, 
God is for you. Like he's not against you. If God be for me, who can be against me? And I think that we, we, especially in suffering, I'm guilty of this too. And I'm not saying this is a bad thing to think this because sometimes it feels this way where you're just, you're going through something and you're like, God, like I thought you were for me. I thought you were on my side. I thought you were here to help me. Mm -hmm. And yet it feels like you're so incredibly distant. And you know, there's this, there's this place of like crying out to God saying, God, I don't get it. I mean, there's been like, there's been times in my life where I, you know, I, I, I would definitely not repeat some of the things I've said, but, uh, you know, essentially I'd be like, God, why, why are you doing this? Like, why are you putting me through this? I don't get it. What, and the question I always ask, it never fails when I'm going through something is, what good can come from this? I'm like, God, what good are you thinking is going to actually happen from this? Because I don't see anything good in this. This is all, this all looks terrible. Um, but I think it starts with a posture of recognizing that even though it feels like God is against you, he's not. Like He's actually always for you, even in situations that where it feels like he's not. And so I think that, like you said, I mean, it's, it comes from a place of just absolute trust that no matter what you're going through, God is going to get you through it. And, and you know, one thing that my brother brought this up on um, on Sunday, we were just talking about God's jealousy and things like that and, and timing. And, um, you know, sometimes we get to a place where, like, I've heard people say, pray things like this. You, you would say, God, I need you to get me through this, but even if you don't, mm-hmm. and then you, dot, 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 and whatever you want to say. Right. Um but I, I think that we, I think even that prayer needs to probably be tossed because we need to trust that God is going to get us through this. Like, right. he, he's going to get us through it. Like, there is a finish line. There is no, we're not going to fall halfway through our life race and then God's going to be like, well, guess that's it. And then he just dusts his hand off and leaves you. No, sure. like, he's going to see you through to the finish line. And I think it's important that we have that level of trust where it's not like, God, get me through this, but if you don't, I'll still love you. It's like, no, God, I know what your word has said about me and how much your word has said you're for me. I trust that you're going to get me through this, and that be the end of the prayer. You know what I'm saying? And so mm-hmm. I, I think it does take it, – it is not – what I'm saying is so, so, so much easier said than done. Like, Oh, absolutely, yeah. I'm, I'm, I know it sounds like I'm saying this, and it's like, how dare you not believe? And it's like, no, I – I'm speaking to myself because I do this all the time when I'm going through things I don't like. And but it's important that we recognize that he's for us and not against us and that he is someone that is worthy to be trusted. Like think about what God's got you through so far. Like if he's gotten you through everything else you've went through in your life, there's a good chance that most of us have went through something tougher than what we're going through now. Maybe for some of us not the case, but for most of us recognizing that, hey, everything that I didn't think God would get me through before, he has got me through, so I can trust that he can do it again. Like, if he can create the universe with a snap of a finger, with a, with one word, then how much more can he get me through something like a financial difficulty or a sickness or whatever it may be? And so, yeah, that's, that's kind of my thoughts on that. Yeah, and, and I love what you said, you know, because even I don't consider myself a seasoned Christian, uh, but I've definitely gone through things enough to know that, you know, I've got to be anchored in the one who who holds it all. Um, and even someone who, who's been anchored um, and ha- has a close relationship with God, you know, it's it's still easy to get upset, aggravated. And I think that's okay. But I think as time goes on, you know, we said it's, it's easier said than done, but as, as time goes on, that realization of 
of who he is and what he holds for you, uh, it just becomes more and more prevalent in your life. And and I, this is, might be bold to say, but I I think that it does get easier over time. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I look back when I was a young lad versus now, and how I would respond to situations is completely night and day. How how to respond to things in my life is completely night and day because the realization of who God is in my life is just complete as night and day as well from what yeah. I thought as a kid and what I think of, of him now. Um, but one, th- another question. So we, we talked about, you know, how am I responding to it or how should I respond to it? Uh, the next question that is really annoying. Listen, let, let me just say this, this question annoys me um, because it reminds me of like uh, when I was a kid my parents, I would do something stupid and I'm like, okay, well, what did you learn from it? But I'm going to be that guy and ask the question, what are we learning from it? Like in this season that we're in, I definitely am a strong believer. And I feel like if we're going through something, there's something to be learned from it all. Whether it's a good situation, a bad situation, what whatever you want to spin on it. There's something that we need to learn from it as humans and as believers. Um, and I know that can be a frustrating question because sometimes you're in the middle of something and it just seems like everything is going wrong from beginning to end. It's like, there's literally nothing to be learned. Like absolutely yeah. nothing. <laughs> I think of like the, the, the most desperate situations or the most aggravating, frustrating people I've had to deal with. And I'm thinking to myself, like, God, there's absolutely nothing I can learn from this <clears throat> fine gentleman, but there is. That's the, the truth is that there there really is. And when we look at the, the life of Jesus or the life that Jesus lived, um, we find that in, he was put in a lot of really interesting social situations. Yeah. And we as believers, since the beginning of time, we are learning new things, over, like new things, new things, new things. Like every time I read the Bible and I read about the life of Jesus, I learn new things over and over. And that's because like it, the things we can get from his life and how he treated others and how he dealt with things, we can learn something new every single time. I feel that way about, you know, things in the Bible and I feel that way about things in life. Yeah, I totally agree. It's, um, and that's a tough question, especially like when you're going through it, the last thing on your mind is, hmm, what can I learn from this? Like most of it's like, God, get me the heck out of here. Like this is terrible. Um, right. But I will say in hindsight, like looking over my life, especially like I've been thinking about this a lot, thinking about my story and sharing it on Sunday. But thinking about some of those places where I experienced so much rejection had I not experienced some of those reje- like some of those uh, some of that rejection, I wouldn't have valued the love of God as much as I do now. Because mm. I've seen people fail me, I've seen people who have used me and abused me, but then through all of that, like the thing that I've learned through all of that rejection is that when I come back to God, He's still there and He's not rejecting me and He's not throwing me to the wayside. Like He's not using me for my gifts. He just wants me. Right. And I mean, and even like I, I'll just say this on behalf of my dad. I hope may, we probably can get my dad on here at some point to share his story because he has a great story too. But he um he went through about two and a half years or so of 
just like he was the sole provider for our family and he lost his job for something like when the market crashed or whatever back in like 2008 um it, it was it was horrible and that hit us hard and then even when he got a job after that something else had happened and we went through another financial thing and it was just really rough until about 2015 for our family um but during that, like, you know, my dad went through, there had been many times where I would see my parents just like downstairs, like trying their best to hold it together because it was just so unbelievably difficult. Um, but in hindsight, like talk, if you talk to my dad today, he would gladly say like through all of that, I recognize so much more now that even when it felt like we didn't even have enough money for food, God found a way to provide for us and he's yeah. someone worthy to be trusted. And so- yeah. And, and I even like I, I lean on my dad for like he's more, he's has more faith than any other person that I know. My dad does. I, I don't. I, I it's really hard to explain. But like when he's going through something, it's not even like the fake. Like yeah, God's for me. But you could tell that he's like you don't you don't know. But like my dad's genuinely like I don't know what's coming from this, but I know that God's going to get us through it. It's gonna happen. Um, even when everybody else didn't see it, my dad saw it, and so like. I need to be careful. I will start crying if I'm not careful. But um, there, there is something I believe to be learned. Um, I do think that it's important, that as, especially as you mature in, in your faith, um, you can start to turn on that that awareness that when you're going through something, like looking for those moments that you can say, okay, God's trying to show me something here. Yeah. Um, but it is, it, again, it's much easier said than done, but... Yeah, I do think there is a lot to learn from from suffering, um, and I think I, most of it comes in hindsight. I believe I believe most of us look back and we see that is what God was trying to show me all along. Yeah, um, but yeah, that's just my thoughts on it. Yeah, for sure. No, I, I love it. And then I'll end with these last two thoughts because uh, they kind of go hand in hand, mm-hmm. uh, and it really piggybacks off what you just said. Um, and the first one I'll say is our response. You know, what does my response demonstrate? And does it demonstrate faith? Does it demonstrate love for God and love for others? Those Christ-like characters and values, those commitments and priorities, uh, being someone who loves God. And like I said, obviously we're going to have moments where we're weak, moments where we're frustrated. But at the end of the day, where is our heart postured? How is it postured? Um, I think that's an important question to ask. Because, you know, at some point, our, our attitude, our response, uh, it should be demonstrating these things. It should be demonstrating, you know, faith, you know, love for God and love for others. And then the last thing that I'll say is, how can God use it in my life? And you kind of touched on it for a second. You know, very often, are you going to be in the middle of, you know, what you're going through and have like this um moment this eureka moment where you're like oh this is it this is why very rare does it happen while you're going through it seems like in my life it's always been like you know on the on the back side of it you know after the fact lo- looking and seeing oh that makes so much sense exactly um and and what i will say to that is uh well first off i'm not sure why it is the way it is uh, ask me a year from now and I, I might have a better answer to that. I try to think of a, a better way to explain it, but I just, I just don't know. Part of me feels like sometimes when we're going through something, you know, if, if we're, if we're seen, I, man, it's good. I'm trying to think how to, how to communicate this. Sometimes if you're going through something, 
and you know what the end result is, it's really easy like to dismiss what God is trying to do. But I feel like whenever you're through like a season of going through a season of suffering and you have no idea what God is trying to do and you look back on it after the fact, I feel like you just appreciate it so much more. Sure, I feel like yeah. you appreciate it so much more and I feel like you're whenever something else comes about, you're you're not just looking for like, you know, that quick answer to like what you're going through and why you're going through it. Uh, I, I, it's almost like you're you're in a place where you have you have to trust him. You have to trust me. You have to rely on them. And so maybe that's why it seems like it's usually after the fact. Um, but that's what I'll end with is what, how, what is our response? What does it demonstrate, you know, to, to God and to others? And then how can God use this in my life? Um, and, and that's kind of what I'll end with, you know, for every, anyone that's listening, obviously we all have our own version our own versions of what we've gone through, uh, and, and things that we've had to suffer through, um, but at the end of the day, just know that he he holds he holds it all. Sometimes we try to I say we, we try to figure things out, which is kind of like what we're trying to do, trying to talk this through. Uh, but honestly, I feel like sometimes we just we try so hard with our own merit and our own understanding to try and figure out why God does what he does. Um, but if we'll really be honest with ourselves and, and really just you know, it's a hard word to use, but the control that we really want over our lives, if we'll just let go, let go and let God, but for (laughs) real, let go. And let's just see what God is trying to do for you, through you. Um, And that's really all I have, Matt. If you have any other thoughts you kind of want to throw in, feel free to, but that's kind of where I want to end things. Uh, I think you covered it, man. That was really good. I loved it. Awesome. Well, listen, uh, if you are listening to this podcast, we want you to know that we love you and we are so thankful that you are taking time out to listen to us. I hope that this episode has been, um, you know, I I hope that it has inspired you in some way. I hope that you are leaving feeling encouraged and like you're not alone because you're absolutely not. If you have any questions at all, uh, if you want to hit us up, uh, you can find our contact info in the show notes, whether it's an email or on social media. Uh, we welcome any questions, any concerns. If you need any type of guidance, that's what we're here for. Uh, but aside from that, uh, this is episode number, what is it? Uh, this is 18. 18, dang. 18. Yep. Hard yes, to believe. Uh. It's episode 18, and we are just so excited about what God is doing, um, you know, through this podcast and with this podcast. And once again, I just want to thank you so much for giving us your time. And I will sign off, like always, by saying, Altered Nation, we are out. Cue the music. Cue the music.